Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the WWE Raw preview. I'm Michael Hamflick from What Culture, and I'm joined again by absolutely nobody else from What Culture to discuss everything that could happen on tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But first, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, well, not, you know, this sort of thing, but the sort of thing we normally do, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we, and I do mean we, not just me, typically not only preview and review Monday Night Raw, but also Friday Night Smackdown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. AW Dynamite, AW Collision, we've got pay-per-views, premium live events, we have wrestler interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Now, if you're listening and are confused at all by the sound of just my voice and nobody else's, and indeed you haven't just been deafened by the sounds of thousands of podcast players the world over clicking off at realising this is another Hamlet solo edition, um, it is indeed just me, but just for today, fear not, um... There is a collision review of sorts um, kicking around in our podcast feed. If you would like to listen to that, it is just me, I'm afraid. Uh, Adam Wilborn um, was available this morning for SmackDown, but has gone off for hopefully very exciting developments in his personal life. Those that know, know, and feel free to send your well wishes to Adam Wilborn on Twitter. I'm sure at some point in the near future when he logs on, he'll be very pleased to read them. And indeed, there will be developments, I imagine, forthcoming from Wilborn to everybody else as and when there is news to report. All the very best to him. But in the meantime, uh, we find ourselves in the middle of our slightly wacky summer holidays. There are people wearing holidays. There are people away doing it in parenting because, let me tell you, the system does not work, speaking from experience. So there's all sorts of stuff going on. And we did say across August there were going to be a few uh, tricky days where we found ourselves caught out by this sort of thing. And unfortunately, that means you're left with me to preview a Raw with one advertised match. So we might just be here for a good time rather than a long one. But fret not, because I have it on good authority that Phil Chambers will be joining me to review the show tomorrow. And then I might see if I can drag him kicking and screaming into the disgusting world of NXT 2.0 as well. And there will be um, other unique arrangements throughout the week, which we hope you're really going to enjoy. Not just this week, obviously, but next in the weeks to come, indeed, while Willborn is off, and indeed various other ones take our days off. And just to sort of reiterate, as I did on the collision review, um, though... EW's All in London falls around a bank holiday here in the UK. With what culture are very privileged to be able to attend, assuming that is that trains run in solidarity with all striking train workers. So there will be lots of pre- and post-show coverage, uh, all the usual stuff you've come to expect, and indeed the stuff you love on the channel from Simon Miller. That stuff goes absolutely nowhere. But yeah, just in terms of your podcast, a bit of uh, housekeeping for you there. That fret not, it won't all sound like this. The sounds of a man gradually going insane in a barren studio, having to talk to himself 
well, not just about wrestling, but especially about world wrestling entertainment. Um, and frankly, wrestling and entertainment have not necessarily been two of the subject matters uh, at play in the Becky Lynch Trash Stratus feed, which comes to an end tonight on Raw. Um, safe, I think, without needing to duck my head away from people throwing rocks at me to call this one of the bigger disappointments of the year. I don't think it's been the, for the want of the women trying to uh, elevate pretty lousy material. It's not been without a couple of good moments, a good of... Uh, Zoe Starks has made a good accounting for herself since uh, joining the main roster, and especially since sidling up with Trish Stratus. It was something we didn't really see coming when Trish and Becky had their first match at Night of Champions. Um, and it has kind of immediately established Starks as one to watch on Monday Night Raw, especially if, and we assume, obviously, tonight Becky will get the win and send Trish packing. This is maybe the end for Trish for a while. She, of course, returned just before WrestleMania. The two were tag team partners when Becky and Lita were the tag team champions. Then Trish uh, orchestrated an attack on Lita backstage and indeed um, turned on Becky Lynch. And that's pretty much been the story, really. Becky Lynch believes that she has done more for women's wrestling, for the reputation of women's wrestling, the evolution of women's wrestling. And Trish Stratus just wants her flowers, just wants her thank yous, as we've seen on the T-shirts that she's made and the thank yous she's forced from Becky Lynch. So I guess this could go a few different ways tonight. Um, I think... It will main event. I think there was a lot of controversy around this match the other week when uh, it was seemingly pulled from SummerSlam. That's another detail we could probably touch on here a little bit. Becky Lynch seems to have engaged not just in a feud with Trish and um, Zoe Starks, but also with Triple H. Uh, This started when she tweeted that she was uh, making lemonade with the lemons life had handed her over SummerSlam weekend, only for Triple H to reference that in the um, post SummerSlam press scrum, uh, far more controversial than anything else in that scrum because nobody asked very good questions. But nonetheless, that triggered Becky Lynch into uh, mimicking Triple H's spit with a jug of lemonade that she'd happened upon at ringside. So whether or not they're just kind of working and trying to get us all on the hook for some sort of political beef or whatnot, we don't know. But that seems to all be occurring. There's a bit of a a side story to this, um, but... You would expect Becky Lynch to be picking up the win tonight. Um, Again, as I say, probably in the headline spot, probably as a way to put this on the pedestal that it was taken down from when it lost its place on the SummerSlam card. Uh, And, you know, more eyes will be on this than traditionally are on those PLEs. So there's the argument for it being on television rather than on the show, on the the monthly special. But it was the second biggest show of the year. So I think if you're Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, you can understand why that why both of them women would have felt slighted. But nonetheless, you kind of can assume Becky's going to win. But what are the implications for all of them? Let us know in the uh, in the replies to tweet below. Does Zoe Starks go off on her own after this? Does Trish turn babyface in the aftermath, perhaps? I've been thinking a little bit about if this match uh, ultimately results in Becky winning and then the result kind of being a matter of respect between the two. And Trish Stratus... Uh, realizing perhaps the error of her ways and shaking hands with Becky, um, which promote which prompts Becky maybe to say thank you Trish, and then maybe in response promotes Trish into saying thank you Becky, and then Zoe Starks pissed off with all of this niceties just decks the pair of them, and she walks out having been let down by her new mentor, and she shows her kind of hard edge, the type of which we've seen pretty much since she's been in the show. Could this bring about the return of Lita tonight? Of course, Lita was attacked by Trish Stratus, and as 
as of yet not been able to extract any on-screen revenge. Uh, she could perhaps be there as Becky's running buddy chasing off Zoe Starks early in the match that makes it one-on-one. I wouldn't be surprised with any of these developments. And as I say, I'd like to think that this will be a hot match, a hot main event. Um, they're two stars, regardless of maybe where this feud has stuttered. Um, they'll be working to steal the show. They'll be working to prove a lot of people wrong. And often that's one of the best motivators in pro wrestling. So not not interested in this. But maybe the bigger question is, is it enough to um, weigh down an entire Monday Night Raw as I look at the clock and realise how much longer I've got to speak before we can sneak an advert into this podcast? My gut feeling would be no, because there is nothing else in-ring advertised yet. That's not to say there aren't a number of, I guess, teased developments that could lead to other matches. And I guess we have to start with um, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. Of course, Nakamura last week, joined up with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes when uh, Sami Zayn went down injured at, uh, thanks to an attack um, uh, at the hands of J.D. McDonough, I should say. He was trying to impress the Judgment Day. More on them a little bit later. Uh, and then after the match, when the babyfaces were successful, Nakamura struck Seth from behind and walked out on Rhodes and Rollins. Nakamura, as a title challenger, is fresh, Ish, him and Rollins have fought before. Um, they came to blows at the, I believe it was the 2019 Survivor Series, and maybe the 2018 one as well in the singles match. Now I think about it, or oh, I'm just getting my years mixed up and I can't remember anything anymore because my brain is merely a fruit. But at very least, one of the Survivor Series where you had the the brands split, and uh, yeah, we never really got. If there was to be an in ring. Pub- potential fulfilled that sort of excelled beyond the three star three and a half star region for these two i'm not sure we ever really got there nakamura's had that accusation hanging around his neck pretty much since he signed for wwe after the Sami Zayn classic at takeover dallas that mixed with the <laughs> kind of known secret that he just he really enjoys life on the waves as much as he enjoys life on the road um has you know kind of tarnished his reputation as a guaranteed banger factory, but he does sneak them out from time to time. And it makes you wonder if he's going to want to do so here against Rollins. Uh, Speaking of Rollins, he's a guy that sort of developed a reputation as something of a WWE ring general. That is to say, um, you might not get the greatest match of all time, but you will definitely get a very dependable piece of work out of Seth Rollins, no matter who you are. And Nakamura is not a man that necessarily needs to be carried. Guided, perhaps? Yes. Carried? No. So whilst I I know there is evidence out there that these two can assemble something fairly moribund, maybe there's more. Maybe there are more fireworks here. You know, you're dealing with characters at very different points in their WWE runs. Nakamura, amazingly, has assembled seven years in the system at this point. Seth Rollins took that long to really find himself as a singles wrestler, but did so in grand fashion with this visionary gimmick um, as Seth freaking Rollins, as indeed the world heavyweight champion, as he strives to try and make this belt feel more like a toy, a trinket. So we'll see. I think um, I made this point to Wilborn this morning on the SmackDown review, but it's my personal belief, and I imagine it's one that a lot of people don't share, but my personal belief that WWE and AW creatively are more on par maybe in 2023 than WWE is being credit for, and certainly for the first time in AW's existence. It's as much of a knock to AW as it is praise to WWE in truth, um, because neither company is uh, batting a thousand or hitting home runs or whatever you're sporting that for is, baseball, football. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. What's the NFL? Is it a home run? No, that's baseball. 
Come on, you idiot. Touchdown! Aye. They're not um, spiking the ball, particularly, but the good stuff is still there and still to be found, and maybe these two can uh, pull out a diamond in the rough of the WWE upper mid-card. We shall see. Um, and we would certainly expect, anyway, um, response from Nakamura. There is an advertised uh, talky segment where we will respond to his savage attack. Thank you, WWE, um, for the verbiage there on Rollins. So at the very, very least, we might get a little bit from Nakamura explaining why he did what he did. Elsewhere, it is completely left to our speculation. So let us, shall we, speculate. Um, Gunther will face Chad Gable. There was no, not that I believe anyway, correct me if I'm wrong in the uh, the tweet replies to this podcast, but there was no confirmed uh, location for Gunther versus Chad Gable, but Chad Gable did win that electric fatal four-way last week to confirm that he's the number one contender for the Intercontinental title. Um, one assumes that'll be at payback. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. But interestingly, we are still on the uh, countdown, I guess, to Gunther breaking the Honky Tonk Man's record. Gunther winning the Intercontinental title last year and going on this incredible run where he's done what seemingly nobody could do, which was win this belt, speak it well, not speak about all champions, but basically outlast and outstrip from a performance and longevity stance all of the prior champions. Um, 
and actually restore prestige, those dreaded words that so many wrestlers had said when referencing Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels. All of them talked the talk, but Gunther has walked the walk, and he is getting closer and closer. He is a mere, as of recording, 24 days uh, away from beating the Honky Tonk Man's record. A couple of things here. Uh, payback, I'm going to sort of do this on the hoof, but I believe payback takes place, um, I think it's the same day as All Out, in fact, take place on September the 2nd, which is, let me do some quick math, 16, 17, 24, I don't know, I can't do the math, 10, under, 24 days away, so Chad Gable could theoretically be the very last hurdle for Gunther, to uh, to cross before he confirms himself as statistically as well as obviously subjectively the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Um, yeah, 19 days. There we go. I've got it right. 19 days. Uh, 19 days away is payback. So assuming that Gunther and Chad Gable were to book that match for payback, it would be Chad promising to end the reign before Gunther can break the record and obviously Gunther wanting to do the opposite. So you would think they'll go in that direction, but we will see. Um, meanwhile, uh, in the women's uh, title scene, we've got Rhea Ripley, who last week found herself victim to an attack, not just from the uh, storyline injured Raquel Rodriguez, but also Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae, who um, were kind of involved in a bit of a backstage skirmish with Rhea, and that brought them out to the ring to attack her from behind as the Judgment Day made their entrance last week. Um, they are in the flipping Judgment Day, but they're not in anything else because I don't know how to um, put the beeps in on the swear words like Will Bond does, so you'll get none of that. While I'm on the buttons, I do apologise. I might try and learn the actual buttons, though. Should we do a button? Hang on. Dinosaur making! Oh, I hope he has a nice time on holiday. hope he doesn't play that to his kids. Anyway, um, Rhea Ripley will um, presumably be, uh, if not in action, defend the title, addressing what happened last week with Candice Ray, Indy Hartwell, and Raquel Rodriguez. This all does feel like it's building to Raquel as the proper challenger, should you say. But TV title defences or contenders matches or whatever you want to call them against the likes of Lorraine and Indy Hartwell is no bad thing. Um, uh, it feels like there's been a referendum forming on women's wrestling of late. Um, the amount of time women are getting on television, the quality of the booking and whatnot. Uh, I'm not suggesting any of these matches will be a magic wand fix. But what they could be is an opportunity for some women to get some much-needed television time uh, to flesh out maybe some of the challenges and contenders in this division so you're not just doing one title, one story all the time. It's too lazy. It's not good enough. And um, when Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch are your main event, it's a reminder, if nothing else, um, of the fact that any programme, when um, featuring bigger stars, regardless of the quality of the feud, can at least warrant the time. Um, many of these wrestlers, even if they're in fairly flimsy or lazily crafted feuds, don't even get the time, it seems, to be able to flesh out their characters. This uh, show is in... And, like, I would say North American women's wrestling is crying out for stars on the level of the likes of Aria Ripley and, indeed, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. And this is how we try and do it. So let's see what happens with Rhea Ripley's title and, indeed, what happens with the women's tag team title, for that matter. Sonia Deville, of course, uh, we wish her well in her recovery from the torn ACL, which we'll keep her out um, for months and months. We don't have a, a time frame on that yet. But Chelsea Green um, still has possession of the Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, her character might protest the prospect of having the belts taken off her by Postman Pierce. So we will see if maybe a new um, 
contender will emerge to become her partner and step into Sonya Deville's shoes, or if the belts are going to go back into a yet another tournament or yet another deal where they need to be decided sooner rather than later. It could be a big match for payback, I suppose. But it would be good tonight if WWE were able to um, offer a bit of an update on that. Uh, bouncing back a little bit to the Judgment Day, um, JD McDonough, who about a month and a half ago was... Um, stared at through a purple spud late by Finn Balor. Um, that seems to have brought their relationship back to the fore. Last week, he seemed to enjoy mixing in in the tensions in the Judgment Day when, after spending time with Finn again backstage, he suggested that the Money in the Bank briefcase, currently held by senior Money in the Bank Damien Priest, was coming in between Priest and Balor. You know, and there's evidence from the last two PLE matches between Finn Balor and Seth Rollins that he might be onto something there. Um, but he pointed out that maybe the best way to end all of this was to get rid of the briefcase. That, of course, led to very suspicious eyes from Damien Priest, from Finn Balor, and indeed Rhea Ripley, who was present and trying to be the voice of reason and telling them, oh, I'll stop being dumb, and how J.D. McDonough isn't Judgment Day and shouldn't be involved in Judgment Day business. But it was notable that Finn Balor wanted to keep um, J.D. McDonough around nonetheless. Could this mark the sign of him becoming closer to the group? He did attack Sami Zayn last week, seemingly or ostensibly, to help the Judgment Day ahead of their main event match against the Babyfaces. So perhaps that was something of an audition for McDonough in the Judgment Day. One thinks that Finn Balor, in storyline at least, will campaign for him to join the group. Um, perhaps there's going to be some sort of um, X-Factor type thing, all decked out in purple as the Judgment Day have buzzers and they get to decide if he's allowed to join the group or not. The more I've said that, the more I want it to happen. Dominic Mysterio having any authority over a wrestler's career is hilarious. So we'll see what goes on there. And of course, Priest with a briefcase always means that perhaps Seth Rollins or anyone else for that matter, any of the champions since the new rules have been established need to be looking over their shoulder. Uh, LA Knight, with everybody saying... uh, is kicking around on both shows at the moment. He was successful over Hit Row on SmackDown on Friday, but this was after he turned up on last week's Raw um, to get pictures taken, obviously, to celebrate his Slim Jim Battle Royal win at SummerSlam and raise the ire of The Miz, who had him out for a big back and forth in which both men accredited themselves brilliantly, in truth. Um, LA Knight, for the first time, spoke seriously about maybe why his journey to WWE and indeed the mountain he currently finds himself ascending has been a bit protracted, in contrast to The Miz being the safe bet, the safe choice of a company that, in his words, have backed a lot of dead horses in the past, with The Miz being one of them. Pretty cutting, pretty brutal, but it seemed to establish a premise between them, if nothing else. I would fully expect that match to be added to payback now that LA Knight's business on SmackDown with Hit Row is um, concluded. I can only assume that LA Knight, American listeners can correct me if I'm wrong here, but with LA Knight being one of the new WWE faces of Slim Jim, along with Bianca Belair, Perhaps his placement across Raw and SmackDown on USA and Fox is to do with the fact that maybe the advert is airing on both and it's good corporate synergy to have him on both brands. I don't know. But Ellen uh, Knight in the Miz feels like a fairly solid and straightforward win for LA Knight that he gets in two or three weeks. And that's all they're looking to do, ultimately. Giving him the time to talk and delight the fans and then giving him matches that he can win in order to prove to them that they are not backing a loser. This is basics, but it's great stuff to see. Basics, basics, fundamentals. They were the uh, the things that Triple H was clearly trying to deploy when uh, Vince McMahon resigned in disgrace. Long may his painful recovery continue, Vince McMahon. Um get well but it doesn't have to be soon and you don't have to be super well do what you friggin like just stay away from the product stay away from everybody stay away from this company um but anyway triple h is plotting is it uh, at very least um 
allowing LA Knight, I believe personally, to be elevated in a way that doesn't expose, um, I don't want to say limitations, but the in-ring that he's been criticised for before as a reason for holding him back. I think anyone can be, um, especially in WWE, anybody can uh, make the most of the spotlight with a far more limited move set than the one that LA Knight has got. But uh, this is an industry now that holds in-ring to a way higher standard than it ever did. We've talked before about how we are kind of spoiled bell to bell now, and really it's about what matches do you remember at the end of the week. LA Knight's character is one that you will always remember, but his matches rarely stand out. I don't know if that's going to be a barrier of entry to the very tippy-top of the card long-term, but at the moment he's using his incredible charisma in this groundswell of sport to smash through that all the same. So I guess we'll see how that develops as a result of this program with The Miz. He's certainly there to elevate him to the next level. Uh, We might also hear again from the New Day. They've made no secret of their will to want to win the tag team titles back. That might not be something they're able to do straight away because Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are both nursing injuries. They were, I believe, advertised for the SmackDown Dark match when uh, Friday's show is in Toronto for the big, of course, Edge night on Friday. Um, So we'll see, I guess, if Zayn and Owens are back to best or the reason they're in the dark match is just because it allows them to uh, shake off the recent injury woes. But I guess at some point down the line, New Day will want a shot at that as well. They defeated the Viking Raiders last week. But as these things go, perhaps the Viking Raiders will attack them this week to get revenge and maybe we'll get another one of those funny matches with a boat. Who knows? Anything else from last week's? Well, Shayna Baszler. Uh, looks set to be Becky Lynch's next rival after she finishes her business with Trish Stratus. Maybe Raw does go off the air, not with Zoe Sarks attacking uh, Becky Lynch, but Shayna Baszler. Um, she was given a win last week over Zoe, despite being super banged up from the lousy, um, but clearly hard-hitting MMA contest with um, Ronda Rousey. So maybe um, this is Triple H's earnest attempt to try and get Baszler back to them. Shout out to Adam Wilborn. Elimination 2020. Um, vibes, who knows, Um, but we'll see. It certainly sort of felt like that was the direction. And that's all I can summon from my memories of last week's Monday Night Raw without the help of WWE to give me stuff. Have you got anything that you would like to see on tonight's Monday Night Raw? Um, If you do, frankly, I'll be impressed with your investment in this product beyond the seven or eight wrestlers we've discussed, but I would love to hear them all the same. You can uh, let us know in the replies to the tweet that this podcast goes out on, if I remember to tweet it, or indeed, you know, to any of us here at What Culture, if you want to isolate your abuse, having listened to me go on by myself yet again for the second podcast this afternoon, you can do so at Michael Hamflit. You can get all of us at What Culture WWE. As I said, thank you earnestly and so much for listening to me talk to myself in an empty room. I hope this has not been totally dire for you. I promise we would not make a habit of this. There will be guest hosts and lots of fun and all sorts of fun and games this week on the podcast whilst we have the uh, holidays and obviously impending bundles of joy and other miscellany that is rendering our our typical podcast setup um, slightly less than fully functional. Um, But we'll do everything we can over these fun and wacky few days and weeks uh, leading up to All In, of course, when, with the exception of World 1, we will all be back and doing all the coverage for all the good stuff. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, with me, with WWE, and uh, until next time, we will see you soon.